Okay, now as we go into the word of God I want to finish my, a series I, I, I've been having On the Lord's Prayer We had gone through five petitions And the Lord willing today we are covering the last, the sixth petition Okay, uh, I, I used to share with you um, whatever I was preaching from home But I know a number of uh, people here did not listen to those Therefore I'll try to go quickly through the, 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 the past five petitions So you, you realize that Jesus was uh, This is part of the Mighty sermon on the mount Where Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples About many things And the section we are dealing with He was teaching them about prayer As you read from our elder When he read for us He told them, no, you should not pray like this You should not be like hypocrites And then on verse 9 He gave them a model prayer He did not tell them that this is the prayer you will be repeating or reciting No, it was a model, an example He wanted them to to get something from this prayer and put put them in their prayers The prayer has got six petitions Yes, uh, that have an introductory phrase before them So the introduction of this uh, mighty prayer is our Father in heaven And then petition one Hallowed be your name Petition number two Your kingdom come Petition number three Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Number four Give, up, give us this day our daily bread Number five And forgive us our debts As we forgive our debtors And finally What we are covering today And do not lead us into temptation But deliver us from the evil one I want just to help you quickly Through the uh, first five If you want to get details You can go to my sermon audio And you will find them there Our Father in heaven One I want to inform you that If you you sit here and you are not born again This prayer is not for you He was teaching his disciples Those who who had opted to follow him And reason why He wants to share his father with them And he he, he tells them how they should address him Our father 
And that father is not my father but our. Yeah, it's for all, all of us together. And even when you are praying to that father, pray also for others. Yeah, this, this father is in heaven, the holy place. So when you, you want to start getting familiar with this father, remember that this father is not in New York or, or California, he's in heaven. Petition number one Hallowed be your name And in, in this sermon I, I just explained three words The name Why the name What is that name And what does it mean to be hallowed yeah, God has many things Everything belongs to him Why only the name should be hallowed Simply because Someone's name Is his everything It has, it has got its, uh, his identity and character Thou shalt not mention the name of the Lord your God in vain of all the things that God tried to, to protect is his name so that name that is, is dear to himself has to be hallowed what does that mean has to be kept holy you cannot make it holy because it's already holy but if you're a believer you know that that name is holy therefore you need to keep or maintain it holy how? in your lifestyle you cannot keep it holy by walking naked on the streets by stealing, by lying by fornicating is this? Yes, okay, it's okay yeah, so, so that is holiness it says be you holy just as I am holy in, in short you keep it holy by you trying to be holy period Second petition, your kingdom come. Here, okay. Your, your, your rule come. We have two types of God's kingdom. One is running right now. Another one is yet to come. So, Jesus Christ brought the kingdom of God already. It is His rule. Is ruling in the hearts of all his people all over the world. Yeah, that, that's, that's how he's ruling right now. But we are waiting for his manifestation. Yeah, so what does it mean for God for, for God's kingdom to rule in your life? Again, it's, it's holiness. 
What kind of love is this for one to give his life for his friends? You are my friends if you obey my commandments. So it's only when you obey the commandments of God when you will say that you have his kingdom in you. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here we simply wanted to know what is the will of God. For the sake of time, I don't want to go into all those details. So, the will of God is too, too high for us. But Jesus wants us to pray that that will that should be done here the way it is done in heaven. These are the three petitions vis-à-vis God. Then the remaining three are vis-à-vis man. Give us this day our daily bread. Yes, and here we say that daily bread here means each and every needs of man. Each and every need. I'm sorry. Yes, so house, land, clothes, children. So daily bread. Then uh, uh, the, the uh, fifth one, and forgive us our debtors. We forgive our debtors. And some theologians call this justification. Justification. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So now today we are dealing with the last one. A bit tricky one. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yeah, uh, this one, by just reading, you get many questions. Over the years, people have been asking themselves. What does it mean? God leads men into temptation? And if he does, if he's the one who, who leads them into temptation? Why did Jesus want his disciples to pray again? Don't lead us, and yet it's God who just out of his will leads men into temptation. Let me give you an illustration of a fisherman, and then we'll look, uh, 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 we'll go back to it towards the end. In order to attract fish into the end of his fishing hook, the fisherman has to hide the hook with a tasty bait. This bait can be something like a nice, fat, and juicy maggot. So a good, a good fish, a good fisherman will know exactly what kind of bait each fish likes, so that he can successfully catch them all. 
You can put a, a type of bait on your hook and some types of fish will not come, not what follow. So you need to be uh, an expert. You'll come back to this towards the end. So the questions that people always raise from this petition one, does it mean that it is God who leads people into temptation? Two, if God leads people into temptation, why then should anyone pray not to be led into it? Three, why did Jesus teach his disciples to pray that they may not be led into temptation? Yet James chapter 1 verse 2 encourages people to rejoice when they meet temptations. Yes. When you, you encounter temptations, rejoice. Be happy. But Jesus is saying, no, you should not go there. Ask that the Lord, the, the, the Father will not take you there. Which is which? But then, in this sermon, I'll just try to answer questions. After that, I'll be done. These and many more questions have disturbed people over the years about this petition. Just remember, of all the petitions, of the, all the six petitions, this is the only petition in the negative form. And do not. Yeah, others are just in affirmative. Hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. But this is do not. Then it's followed by an affirmative. You see, um, I struggled preparing for this sermon, but I came to, to, to discover a trick. If, if, if only I, I, I explain two words, I'll be okay. And I'll try to, to explain to you, to give you the meaning of lead and temptation. If you understand those two words, you'll be done. You'll not have any difficulty with this petition. What is temptation? I've had people pull ropes over this. Some say, no, it should be um, lead us not into trials because yes God leads us into trials into, into tests but not temptation so we need to understand the, the, the Greek word that was used there this Greek word together with its sister Hebrew word mean the same in the New Testament Greek they use the word Perasmos while in the Old Testament they use the Hebrew word Nasa 
So this Greek word is the one that is used both in Matthew and Luke. So, understanding this Greek word will help us a great deal in trying to know what the word temptation really means. Perasmus has different meanings in English. As you know, English language is very poor compared to Greek. Among the, the meanings that we can get in, a, in the English language, we have temptation, test, trials, trials, afflictions. ETC It's the context that Always determines How you translate the word In our passage today Many, many Greek scholars believe That perasmus could be translated, translated As the painful trial yeah, so people have been trying to, uh, to, to read the, the word perasmus from, from enticing into sin. They have been trying to avoid linking that meaning with the word perasmus. Yeah, because the word temptation simply means to entice someone into sin. Yeah, so they've been trying to say, no, no, God cannot really entice, which is true, He cannot really entice anyone into sin. Perasmus comes from the word para. Para means to pierce through, as if you are, piercing, you are using a, a, a spear. So you, you can really see that there's some pain there, there's something there. So it means not only violent attack from Satan, but also painful afflictive circumstances. We truly don't have the vigor to sufficiently endure any of these. No, we as human beings, we cannot endure violent attack from, the, from Satan. We cannot endure painful, afflictive circumstances. And most scholars translate this word as temptation. Yeah, because you've seen in, in, in most versions is do not lead us into temptation. They, they opted to go with the word temptation, not trial or test. Why? Because the context strongly points in that direction. Yes. Even the other second clause. But, but deliver us from the evil one. It also gives you the, the meaning of temptation. The temptation 
is the act of tempting and to tempt is to provoke someone to do wrong especially by promising a reward you are enticing someone to do something what's the difference between temptation and trying temptation or enticement to evil comes from ungodly sources and are designed to cause believers to fall away from their relationship with God that's the meaning of temptation come from ungodly sources that's why people raise eyebrows when they hear God do not lead us into temptation how? on the other hand trying or testing the genuineness of faith comes from God and is designed to help believers to depend on God alone so now what have you understood now from that Greek word Erasmus. When you go to the Old Testament, in Genesis 22, at the beginning there, you see again that our English version Bible say that and time came God tempted Abraham. They, they don't use the word tested or proved. Nasa. Because when you go deep analyzing those two words, you realize that both temptation and test or trial are part of one coin, two sides of one coin when you, you throw that coin you throw both if you decide to go with this coin you go with both we'll, show, we'll see it again a, a bit down there this question who leads people into temptation listen to what John 1.13 sorry James 1.13 says he says this let no one say when he is tempted I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he himself tempt anyone that is very clear so now how can you reconcile this God cannot really tempt anyone but Jesus has said that we should pray that God the Father should not lead us into temptation now, who is the tempter many people have been troubled to reconcile these two and some have tried to, to, to 
to solve the problem by replacing the word lead with the word leave. Yes, some churches are hence they they read, leave us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yes, so they say at least someone or ourselves went there into, into temptation or put ourselves into temptation, then we are just pleading with God to not leave us there. And by doing that, they twist the Holy Scripture. The, the, the Greek word for lead it is just the way you can lead someone to where he does not know. While others try to get out of the difficulty by supposing that the word perasmos does not mean temptation but, but be restricted to the sense of trial. Yeah, the, the word perasmos has two meanings, I've already told you this. To try or to test. And to entice. Or to entice. Someone may say. Okay, before that, you, you know that uh, in any proof or in any test, there's try, there's temptation. Because if God brings some tough situation to you, even now, yeah, you'll be really tempted to do things to make sure you, you survive. God brought trial to Abraham to, to, to sacrifice his only son. Put yourself in his place. You'd be tempted to say, no, this is not God. If this is your job and it's your Alpha and Omega, you survive, everything is on this job and then God allows that they chase you from it. The doors of many temptations will op open to you. Maybe the boss will come and say, you know now, uh, dear uh, sister, if you sleep with me, I'm going to defend you to the MD, to the managing director, and you, you, you maintain your job. Remember, you, you are the one supporting the whole of your family. If only you let this job go, many people will suffer. I'm not just going to show you that how any trial from God is having temptation behind it. Many temptations. You feel tempted to lie a bit and so forth. Someone may say, well, if God does not tempt men, 
How can it be proper to pray lead us not into temptation? And the answer is simple. When you are reading scripture, analyze words. The text does not say, tempt us not, but lead us not into temptation. God leads us into temptation, He does not tempt us. Don't worry. Inter- interpret. Don't worry. Yeah, I see how you are getting called. Continue. God leads us into temptation, but He does not tempt us. There's a big difference between leading it into temptation and tempting itself. God cannot tempt in the sense of enticing to sin. Listen to me. That one he has never done and he will never do. Because that is inconsistent, inconsistent with his nature and character. He, he will just never do that. But for God to lead us into those conflicts with evil, which we call temptations, is not only possible but usual. For example, a parent, a father or a mother, wants to lead his child to the doctor for medical treatment. But that parent will not treat the child himself or herself. And although the child will be cut by the medical personnel, and, and you'll see him bleeding and the child will be crying no one will blame the, the, the parent because all that is being done out of love so you, you see now how the, 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 the job of preaching is not easy you see how all of you are now called hearing Pastor Bill say that God leads us into temptation so you see how we struggle for wise ends for wise ends which shall ultimately result in his, his own glory and our profit our heavenly father may lead us into positions where Satan, the world and the flesh may tempt us he does that to show us how frail, sinful and helpless we are so that we will run daily to Christ for grace let, let, me, let me just go somewhere two passages one is Job chapter 1 another is Second Chronicles chapter 18 verse 18 
Yeah, so let, let me just go to Second Chronicles so that this brother also will also hear some quotes. He was reading the Bible and he got confused when he reached there, reading that uh, an evil spirit from God, a lying spirit from God. God sent a, a lying spirit and it went and, and lied uh, the king, okay? That's not difficult to understand because you read the text tells you that God was having his people in heaven and poof a spirit came from nowhere we don't know from where and it came just the way Satan also came to God in Job. And in Job, God asked, Satan, where are you coming from? He said, from loitering here and there. Then the conversation, did you see my, my man there, Job, blah, 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 you know the story. So here also in Second Chronicles, this lying spirit just presents itself before God. And God wanted to, to deceive the king down there. But he sends this lying spirit. God did not lie. No agent with God in heaven lied. But God used this lying spirit that came from nowhere to prove the sovereignty of God that even Satan needs to first get permission from God before he does whatever he does to us. He also, even as I'm speaking from, from eternity past to eternity future, Satan has never done anything out of his himself. And God used that lying spirit, evil spirit, to go and lie for his purposes, for his good ends. But himself does not lie. Himself does not entice any human being into evil, into sin. But he allows the tempter to test. Okay, we receive them. If you are his child, you receive them as trials, tests. But the one God is using is to bring them to you as temptations. He wants you to fall into sin. The Bible tells us that there's only one tempter the devil. Matthew chapter 4. This is the word of God. And God never lies. Matthew chapter 4 tells us we are going to read verse 1, then we jump verse 3. It tells us this. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Bible here gives us plainly the name of the, the tempter. And verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, 
He said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. So that's the devil. First Thessalonians 3 verse 5 says this For this reason when I could no longer endure it I sent to know your faith lest by some means the tempter had tempted you and our labor might be in vain scripture tells us that the tempter is one if God wanted don't forget that temptation to be enticed into sin and trial test are on the same coin. Don't forget that, friends. How can believers overcome temptations? By following the example of their master. Some people have heard even, even some pastors in this country they have radio stations and they, that's where they expose their ignorance every day one was, was, was teaching his congregation that God should uh, I mean prevent them against also kinds of sins uh, sin number one that we need to pray to go to, to to keep us away of is temptation but temptation has never been seen a sin because if temptation is sinful then Jesus Christ sinned because where we are in Matthew chapter 4 Jesus Christ was tempted three times but did not sin so now God to, 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 to allow temptation to come your way is not a problem because temptation is not, is not a sin but when you give in into that temptation that's when you sin so how did he react our master when he was tempted here? By using the written word of God only. You can read Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. But he answered and said, it is written. That's the the, the answer of Jesus Christ to the first temptation. Then the devil says, No, the tempter, remember, he's dealing with the, the tempter. Verse 5 tells us, and the tempter took him up, the second temptation. He shows him, he said, No, throw yourself down, you will not break your bone. In verse 7. Second response to toward that te, 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 temptation. Jesus said to him, It is written again. He comes back the third time. 
he wants now him to worship him so that he gives him all this, the splendors of, of, of the earth the third response of Jesus Christ to that, to that verse 10 and 11 then Jesus said to him away with me Satan for it is written you see I have started now feeling pity for any born again Christian who does not read scripture are you safe yeah, so you can overcome temptation by applying the technique that our master applied because remember whatever Christ went through here down here was going through for us here he was tempted for us and he defeated the, 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 the tempter but also himself the conqueror of temptations told us in chapter, tw- uh, chapter 26 of Matthew 26.41 another trick on how you can overcome temptations 26.41 he says watch and pray lest you enter into temptation so you need to, to watch and pray so you see also prayer comes in obviously Jesus Christ the, the temptation came to him after he had fasted and prayed for 40 days so prayer is another weapon against temptation but also watching you can't just live anyhow simply because God is going to fight for you you know to be extra careful watch do you hear these pastors who go to preach on prostitutes in town at night others say they are gospel singers and they go and sing in bars in discos and after afterwards you hear that he was caught in fornication with some prostitute you need to watch what are the sources of temptation Satan, the world, and the flesh. Obviously, it's Satan who is behind, behind, behind the world and the flesh. Yeah, so don't, don't think that we have three tempters. No, we have only one tempter, that's the devil, Satan. But many times he also uses your flesh and the world. You, you just, you know, you're the last within you. James 1.14 tells us this. On that, James chapter 1 verse 14 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Yes! 
Your own desires. Now, as we draw towards the end, what did Jesus mean by asking his disciples to, to pray and do not lead us into temptation? My answer has been a bit rude on you. God does lead us into temptation by allowing the tempter to do something. So when he allows the tempter to come to you, his child, for him, he, he wants to use it as I mean, um, a test of your faithfulness to him. But, so they come with in different, two different angles. The temptation or the test or the trial of Abraham was not easy at all. The trial or temptation of Job was not easy at all. To lose all your children, to lose all your property, and even lose your health. Who among us can, can, can stand against all those? So you see, that trial itself, the enemies, you see how Satan was used in the trial of Job. It's just like the question we normally ask. Who gave Jesus to, to be killed? Is it God? Or the Jewish elders? Or Pilate? What's your answer? All of them. Everyone plays a part somewhere. If you say, no, no, God cannot give his son. Do you read scripture? He gave him. God gave him for us. Who tempted Job? Is it God or Satan? Both. Job with the act. I mean, Satan with the act. God by allowing. So now, what did he mean? Since God does not tempt man to do evil, according to James 1.13, this petition then must be used in the sense of permitting. Meaning, so now, Jesus Christ was saying something like this. You guys always pray like this. Father, do not permit, permit us to be tempted in such a way that we sin. Did you hear that? Father, do not permit, don't allow us to be tempted in such a way that we sin against you. In other words, Father, 
Do not lead us into a trial. Yeah, because before him it's a test, it's a trial. So always bring them. They will always be there. If the only begotten Son of God was tried, what about us? So bring them. But don't lead us into a trial that will present such a temptation to us that we will not be able to resist. So there's no way you can pray that you can repeat it several times so that, um, so that God will stop bringing temptations or trials to you. No. That's why preachers believe that the fifth petition is about justification. Brother Asmani is, is the one who knows the meaning of justification in Luganda. Yes. Forgive us our sins, our debts as we forgive our debtors. So it's only by the forgiveness of sin that when you get justification. But this one is all about sanctification. We don't want to go to the point of sinning against you, O oh great God. That's why Jesus Christ wanted us to be praying this prayer. Yes, test us, try us, prove us. But whenever you bring them, O oh Lord, please. And, and, and it says again here that He cannot give you the decision that is beyond. Your, your level, what you can, you can endure. You hear Christian uh, believers say, No, God, this is too much for me now. This is, no, it's not too much. It's not. He says in the Bible that He will not, he'll always give you what you can endure. He knew Abraham could endure sacrificing his only son. He knew Job would endure losing all his children and, and cattle and everything. Maybe you are you are and I cannot. Don't don't forget this chain. Hallowed be your name by me. Whenever you are praying, even your personal prayer. Always ask him to allow you to hallow his name always. That, that, that you will always keep it holy. By knowing how to, to deal with this temptation that we bring to you. Yeah, that's why you need to plead with him not to bring what will be beyond what will make you fall into sin. In our introductory illustration of the fisherman, the devil is like the fisherman. Human beings are like fish. And the bait that the devil uses is something that will, will tempt us to sin. And it will be different from each one of us. 
as it is with fish. The bait might be uh, the bait might might look beautiful. Yeah, that maggot that is is hiding the hook might look beautiful. Might look good. Constructive. Interesting to us. That's what we hear every day. But pastor, this dress is nice. Is it dress? This job is interesting. But it's it's it's, it's a bait hiding something dangerous for you. Yeah, underneath that bait, there's a dangerous hook that we don't see. Now, friends, as we end, we all go through temptations every day. How do you go about them? Listen to what Hebrews 4 tells tells us about Christ. Hebrews 4.15 For we do for we do have so we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. 4.15 but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin so you see a passage telling you that temptation is not sin yeah, when you are, you are looking at that girl and you are lasting over her that brother you have not seen now fight your battle there now you are going towards fight your battle there when you look at this money and you even go to take it you have not seen still a temptation and scripture tells us that Christ also went through all I like this words here in all points what does, how do you understand in all points I understand it that you were also tempted by girls the way you brothers are tempted by girls but he did not see all things means he was tempted at a certain point he wanted us to take something that is not his to tell a lie remember in the, 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 the in Gethsemane when he was tempted to to ask the father to take the cup away from him but he did not reach the point Unfortunately, we are born again. We call ourselves born again. But whichever temptation comes, puts you down. Is that how you are hallowing God's name? Some came to me three times. Pastor, I did it again. 
The third time, the first time I said, It's okay, it's okay. Don't blame yourself. You are still a born again. You are still a born again. Just good enough, you have that pang, the, the, the remorse. Okay, thank you, Pastor, for the words of encouragement. After something, Pastor, again. And the second time, again. Said, No, 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 I'm now putting question marks on your salvation. Because, you know, God, God does not entice us into sin. He will never do that. It is Satan. God is there to, to keep us, not from temptation, but, but from falling into sin. But if you keep falling into sins, and you've fallen into sins maybe seven times. What kind of sin? Your heart is telling you right where you are seated. It is telling you. Fornication, lies, this and that. May the Lord have mercy on us. Let's be including these into our our prayers that will not sin and uh, tarnish the holy name of God. When you come and show us that you are a saint here, and yet out there you are a devil. You are not doing a disservice to, to any of us. Just yesterday, a rich guy left us, a rich guy in Kampala here. I was watching on TV the, the, his properties. What came into my mind was where is he? Can he, can he enjoy again any of them? So friends, the, the things that you are seeing at your places of work, in your businesses, may the Lord help us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these words. Let them have a place in our hearts. Let your Holy Spirit use them to transform us into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.